Welcome to Bethel World Outreach Church. Our values are devotion, diversity, and discipleship. Devotion through honoring God by trusting His Word, praying, and worshiping together. Diversity by embracing God's heart for every nation. And discipleship by helping others follow Jesus. So join us as we're reaching a city to touch the world. In these moments, enlighten us uh, with your word. Help us through your word to see you more clearly, love you more dearly, follow you more nearly. Now, Lord, let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. You're my strength. You're my redeemer. And every glad and agreeable heart say amen. Hey, just look at your neighbor on your left or your right, even if you're at home, and say, he's for the hopeless, he's for the weary. It's Jesus. He's for me. It's all about Jesus. It's Jesus. Just, just minister to him for a minute. It's Jesus. I don't know what you think it's going to be about. It's about Jesus. Hallelujah. Hey, praise him. We have no time for this, but you know, we, got, we need to learn. One day, Pastor JT, we need to take the church through a whole bunch of congregational songs so they can know that that's their moment. Like, you know, you know, in the, in the old, this, this has nothing to do with the message, but just to train you a little bit about how it goes. You know, somebody besides me can jump out with a congregational song. They just, the old saints would just yell out from the audience and then they would just sing it, start singing and everybody would join in. Don't do that now, but I just wanted you to know, uh, little Will, that's how it works. And you know, he can, uh, you can do that. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, today, it's a good day. Um, I want to continue. First of all, I want to thank those in our church who did so well on the I Am devotional. Over 800 of you did and completed the devotional for that series. And we thought that it was awesome. If, if you agree with that, you know, just give the pastors, the leaders, the media team, uh, thanks for that. Um, and I thought that um, it was just awesome. So here we go. Fear. Um, I used to watch that movie, Fear Factor. And I always thought maybe I could be on Fear Factor, but I have too many fears to think that I would actually go through with the activities I don't make for good television. Because when they would have told me to touch the roach, or eat the roach or something like that, I would have said, yeah, that, I'm out. They said, well, you signed the contract. You know, no, no, I ain't signed nothing. I'm not doing that. <laughs> All of us, I, I grew up in De Detroit's um, inner city. And so praise God for all those Detroiters that might be in the room. Um, and growing up in Detroit, you know, our home was, you know, broken into several times, have several cars stolen from me. My life was threatened a lot of times. It, no matter how big you are or whatever, you, you live with a certain amount of fear. Every moment you're ready. In fact, when I leave Nashville, and I get off the plane in Detroit, you know, the dignified Nashvilleian that I am wearing my suit, that guy leaves. I become J-Lo. 
And, and, and I'm ready. I get, I get off the plane. As soon as I step off the plane, just, you just, just, people you don't even know, you're just sending a message. Don't back up. Just too close. Anything. I'm going to be dealing with fears and worries and anxieties. And so it's, it's difficult to ask you to get in touch with yours without me being in touch with mine. And, and you might think some that I'm going to list are baby and they're small and they, they shouldn't even be in my life. But each of us have things that affect us that make us fearful that are just different. Now, I know that I'm more likely to have a car accident than an accident in a plane. But when I get on the plane, I freeze up. My accountability partner, Pastor Rice, he'll call me just before the plane ride and we'll review a few things. He'll start out by saying, James, the plane is not going down. And, and, and I remember being in the um, plane with him and being up and hitting the turbulence. And I said, man, we need to start praying. He said, no, we're fine. I said, no, you need to start praying. And then you start asking questions of people in the plane with you. Do you have sin in your life? <laughs> I need to know. I need to know if it's a possibility that judgment is on the way. And he don't say, he said, James, just calm down. Take a breath. Relax. I said, now, didn't you see those extra workers? We took off late. There was extra workers. They, they didn't announce that the, the, the pilot didn't really come on and say nothing. Been turbulent since we got up here. We in trouble, man. We in trouble. Fear. It make you lose your mind. And then there's, for me, bridges. Now, I know the engineering on bridges has really improved. But I, I have seen gusts of wind hit a bridge and that thing will sway on you. It'll sway spirit. Just a little movement. It's enough to send me out of my mind. When I'm going across, Richard, and I'm breathing deep, a couple of times I think I might have passed out, woke up, and still just, I'm serious, I thought I passed out a couple of times. It's a bridge in Jacksonville, Florida. You go over, it's really messed you up. And then, even though I have improved my swimming skills, y'all don't laugh at me, the ocean overwhelms me just looking at it. Even though I know I'm, I was made to be on, I know for a fact Jaws is in there. He can eat me, he can eat you, he can eat, I, see, I just saw on social media, of which people just got me on, I, on social media, I saw a shark come out of the water, grab the side of a boat and shake it a little. And y'all not afraid. Somebody's lying. Your fears may not be my fears, but we all have fear. And that fear produces stress. And our stress becomes a health factor. Stress is not on the decline. 
you know, over half the people survey said, say that stress for them is going up exponentially each month. It's not like it's like on a decline, like every month it gets better, every month it gets worse. 77% of people in the United States say that, that stress is affecting their physical health, headaches, stomach aches, um, nerve problems, just, just messed up stress. Stress is coming from our job, from the insecurity of mommy, it's coming from family relationships, it's coming. 73% of people say it's affecting our mental health and our emotional state, and you half of you say you can't sleep. And it, and it seems as if, even though we know that these anxieties are being produced because fear we're reacting negatively to it, and so it becomes an anxiety, a worry. It becomes a weight. It becomes something that's turbulent and distracting in your life. And now we have an alarming number of people with anxiety disorders of various kinds. You know, 40 million Americans affected by this. And no one's really going for help because help would be good. It's almost a stigma sometimes to go and say, I need help with my, with, with my mental. I need help, you know, I, 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 may, I have chemical imbalance. I need medicine to, I need to sit and talk to somebody. You know, these things are good. They're just other tools that God has given you. You know, God actually uses other people like to help you with stuff, help us with stuff. It's not bad. It's just, I believe what has happened is we have stopped short of all that God has. Maybe the people who are designed to help us with our stress and our mental health and our, and our anxiety can only help you manage it. They cannot help you eradicate it. They can only help you subdue it to a level and Typically, it has a temporary quality to it. I believe that this is the condition that Jesus' disciples found themselves in as we continue in the book of John. We've, we've, we've been in the book of John and we stopped off because of Easter. We fast forwarded to John chapter 20 to deal with the resurrection um, of Jesus. But I'm going to go backwards to John chapter 14, but let me catch you up by speaking on 12 and 13, which was where Jesus was anointed um, by Mary for his burial, and he began to start speaking about his death and his separation from uh, uh, humanity, that he was going to be lifted up, that he was going to die, people warning to kill him, and uh, Jesus tells Peter he's about to have to go. He said, Lord, uh, I'm, go I'm willing to go with you even to die. He said, you, 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 you're not going, Peter. So, you have a bunch of people who are in a disposition where fear is creeping in. And here's where we pick up the story. John 14, verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. Means that the trouble you might feel the anxiety you might feel, the agitation you might feel, the mental disturbance 
you might feel. The, the up and down, this is what it means, the ap- up and down, the going back and forth, the, 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 the change, the, the, the move, all of that trouble you might feel says you've got power to say, don't let that happen in your life. It feels like, how could he say something like that? Because if I had the power to end my trouble, I would end it. The Bible says that in this world, you will have tribulation. Don't worry about it. I've overcome the world. He said, let not your heart be troubled, but believe God. Believe also in me. In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go away to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself. And where I am, you may be also. And you know where the way where I'm going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. See, he's not just telling you not to be troubled, not to be in anxiety. He's telling you how to stay out of it. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Don't live in trouble. Believe. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't live in trouble. Believe. Look at the other person and say, neighbor, don't live in trouble. Believe. Now just talk to yourself. Say, James, don't live in trouble. Believe. I love, no, I don't love this. I said, said that wrong. Job, my mama loved the book of Job. She used to read that to us before we go to sleep at night. That's not what you read to your kids before you go to sleep at night, Job. He went through too much. That's not what you read. That's not going to encourage me. I'm going to bed tormented. That's like inviting devils, like pick another book, Psalms, something. We'll read Job. And the Bible said, Job said this, the thing I feared the most has come upon me. What was Job fearing? Well, let's look what came upon him. He, all, he kept sacrificing and praying for his kids, but all of his kids lost their life. His wife lost her mind, so he was obviously praying that she would keep her mind, and she lost her mind. He lost his cattle, his business, his money. And then the thing we really, 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 really don't want to lose, he lost his health. All of these things promote fear, anxiety, and stress. And it's like the more he stressed about them, the more they speeded toward him. And his answers were not found in anything that was temporal. Don't live in your trouble. Believe God. You know, 90, they, the studies say 90% of what you fear never comes to pass, but I looked and no one can f- verify that statistic, by the way. 
So I did find one company who, who actually did a big study and they just had a smaller sample size and it ended up being 91% of people's fears don't come to pass. And you know what? That's encouraging, isn't it? Didn't encourage me a bit because I started saying, what about that 8% that's coming to my life? Help me with the eight. Because we're not typically fearing the stuff that's not happening. We're fearing that other stuff. I want you to know that he wants you to believe. And and what he wants you to believe is that he has power, that he's near you, that he's got all you need. And sometimes it's difficult because you've got to trust in someone you don't want to trust in. It says, don't let your heart be troubled. Matthew 6, 25 says it this way. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious. He's telling you, don't do it. Don't have anxiety. Isn't that, this sounds too simple, though, about your life, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, about your body, what you're going to put on. It's not your life more than food and your body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they And which of you being anxious can add a single hour to the span of his life? And and why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon, all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. Therefore, do not be anxious saying, what shall I eat? What shall I drink? What shall I wear? You know, most of us, our fears and anxieties come from future. For the Gentiles seek after all of these things, and your heavenly Father knows you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things you're anxious about, they'll be added. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious of itself. Sufficient for the day is its own troubles. Don't live in trouble and anxiety, and they are real. Anxiety about work is 80% 80 of people have it. Your boss come in the room is just stress. Just looking at him, stress. Looking at your work on a computer, stress. Looking at your school books and all the assignments that are laid out in your syllabus, just stress. Looking at how you ever ever laid out all your bills on the table for the month and then added up what you have coming in for the month and found out something real important, you short. (laughs) Yeah, you short, that's real. (laughs) Don't worry about it believe. Why were the disciples so worried that he was leaving? Because he was solving all of their right now problems. The Bible says foxes have holes, birds have nests, but the Son of Man had nowhere to lay their head. But Jesus was finding places for them to sleep. Jesus was getting them something to eat. When they ran out of food, he just multiplied bread and fish. When they needed a miracle, he healed Peter's uh, mother-in-law. Healing was available. Whenever they were with Jesus, they had everything. And now Jesus is saying he's leaving and I'm feeling the anxiety, I'm feeling the trouble and I don't like it. 
We don't like when we can look out on tomorrow and we're uncertain what it's going to bring. That's why COVID is so bad. Because we feel like we defeated COVID, but then somebody say, there's another strand in Eastern Europe that's coming our way. We have about 2% that's here. We don't know if it'll spread, but then you think we just shut down for that. And another strand, fear will mess you up. It'll stress you out. Verse 25, as we just skip down in John 14, See, these things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. Jesus is saying, calm down. I know y'all have stress, but I'm right here. One of the things that you need to realize when you're going through stress, anxiety, and fear is where is Jesus right here? Where is he at? And I know when you're going through it, it's hard to locate him. It's hard to remember. Even think about sin. When you get into your repetitive sin behavior, you know, the things that you can't stop, the things you don't want to talk about, nobody's around, all all that kind of stuff. But we forget that one thing when that's going on, like Jesus is here. He's not far from you in trouble. He's here. I know. When you're in the middle of that temptation, you feel like, well, I just got to give in because I'm thinking it. But he's there in your bad thoughts. He's there in your bad behavior. He's right there in the middle of the situation that's telling you, I'm going to pull you all the way down and drown you and you're never going to get out of it. He's right there. And here's the thing. This is not in the text, but here's the thing. He's not there to condemn you. He's not there saying, mm-hmm, touch it again. You little nasty self. Just look at you. Oh, oh, God. Don't you feel bad? Don't you get out of my sight? That's not him. He's, like, he's more like this. I know. You just did it again. You did it while I'm right here. Yeah, it's not your identity, though. It's not who you are. It's not how you was made to be. I, I, I know. I know. I know you're feeling powerless. You don't even want to get up. You, did, you didn't lost just a little bit of strength for you right now. Now, just think about it again. You can get up. Well, oh, it, it only lasts two days last time. Well, come on, let's get three days. Oh, it only lasts three days. Well, let's get a week now. Oh, you fell back. You, it's all right. Come on, we in it for the long haul. That's how he talks to you. That's why we serve him. We don't serve him because we're perfect. And, here, and here's the best news. Verse 26 says, but the helper... The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. You've got to help. Help is on the way. Help is in the room. Help is in Jesus and help is in his plan. He's saying, look, y'all are worried because you're losing me, but you're not losing me. I'm transcending what you thought you needed. I'm I'm with you, but now the Spirit's going to be in you. (laughs) Okay. Remember I said I baptized with water, John baptized with water, but I'm going to baptize with the Spirit. Uh, Let me get it. You you say, well, you you keep saying if you've seen the Father, you've seen the Son, you know, and this. uh, So, yes, if you have the Son, you have the Father, and you have the Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of you. It's called the indwelling. But he's saying, I'm going to give you something Better. I'm going to give you the empowerment of the Spirit. The Spirit not just in you, but the Spirit upon you. 
to help counsel, to help comfort, to help encourage, to be your paraclete, to be one who comes alongside and aids and helps and pulls up. In, in, in Central Africa, uh, they, they, they use this word help to mean, I looked at this definition, I loved it, one who comes alongside you and kneels down in a crisis for the purpose of picking you up and walking you back to health. It's not he's the helper, he's going to get ahead of you and live your life. He, he is the helper, he's going to come and do life with you. So don't live in anxiety. Believe that help, the helper, is on the way. And, and, and don't get stuck there. Now, 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 now I told y'all I had a problem with, uh, you know, water and stuff. So before, I, I, I feel like I, could, I learned how to swim. I know how to swim now. I swam today before I started church. See, just let y'all know. This morning I swam. I could swim. Some of y'all question that. I used to be a sinker. I'm a floater now. Well, I can't float, but I can swim. I know. <laughs> so I was, I, y'all heard me tell the story, but, it's, but it's, it's, it's germane to the conversation. I was, when I couldn't swim, uh, we had a pool in our backyard, our condo, and, uh, and and I was, my wife couldn't swim either, but we, they're not going to be defeated. They're going to have a pool in your backyard you don't swim in. Fear ain't going to grip me. So we, so you know the little wire that separates the deep end from the shallow end? So I was walking on the shallow side and I was holding Debbie's hand. She was just playing a game, like walking a rope. And she done fell into the deep end. She, she, ended, she, she fell back like in the middle. It wasn't like she fell close to the rope. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Here's what I did. I immediately jumped over the rope and said, honey, I'm coming to help you. And, and I jumped over the rope and I said, and these are the words I said, I am going to die, but she's going to live. And I, I got, and she, what she said, she told me later, what she said was, oh, Lord. I'm going to die. He's coming to help me. And I, and I got, but, but God gave me wisdom to help. I wouldn't jumped over there because you come along, you're a helper. And I came over there to help and, and someone said, go down to the bottom and just sink. And then they'll push her out the water. And I did that as a few times. And then I, I sucked in a lot of water. So I'm drowning, my chest is burning, you know, and the only thing I got left is a little bit of breath. And I decided I'm going to have to let her sink and go to the top here. And, and all I said was, help. <laughs> then I just sank to the bottom to die. The smallest little girl at the pool. <laughs> I mean, she was little. She might as well have been the smallest Hallie. Jumped in. Grab Debbie, pulled her out. Now I'm at the bottom, and all I did was grab Debbie's foot. 
They done pulled me out too. I got help. But you know, most people don't get help because they won't ask for it. I had to come out and say, help! I tried to solve it on my own. When you try to solve it on your own, Jane Lowe, you're going to drown. Your wife's going to drown. Y'all going to be in trouble. You need help. You need doctor's help. You need friend's help. You need the help of the church. You need the help of God, the Holy Spirit. You don't need to be afraid to call help. And when you call help, the helper will come. He'll come and empower you. He'll come and build you. He'll come and renew you and encourage you. He'll be your counselor. Don't go there. Don't do that. He'll be your defender. He'll be your Lord. He'll be the person that lifts you up when no one else seems like they can do it. He'll help you. The Bible says that the Spirit helps in our weakness. Said so we don't know what to pray for as we should, but the Spirit intercedes for us with groanings that cannot be under. He intercedes and he prays for us the perfect will of God. It's powerful. Paul, I want to read something that Paul said, just in case you think I'm the only one that's going through something. Here is what he said. The apostle Paul found his strength in God. He reminds us that I was in prison frequently. I've been flogged severely. I've been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one, five times. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. Now, you know, I would have just gave up the ghost on that right there. I just read that one. Now, that, that messed me up right there, just reading it. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, danger from bandits, in danger from my own countrymen, in danger from the Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at the sea, in danger from false brothers. I have known hunger and thirst, and I have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Who is weak? And I do not uh, feel weak as well. Who is led into sin? And I do not inwardly burn. If I must accept, if I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. I would not boast about myself except about my weakness. God said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness. I delight in insult. I delight in hardness. I delight in persecution and difficulties. For when I am weak, I am strong. You know, that list overwhelms me. And while it overwhelms me, I would venture to say that I don't know of very many human lives that have that much peril 
that often, that long. It didn't even speak of all this peril. He got bit by a viper. I mean, it just, it just he, he was going through stuff. And yet he said in his weakness, he felt help. Maybe in our weakness, there is help for us, but we don't know how to call on it. Whoever call on the name of the Lord, you'll, you'll be saved. Maybe you don't know how to access the help. Maybe that's why you get it. Maybe I'm going to give you, we'll do a little lesson real quick. How can I get you to access the help? Just take a moment and I want you to see this illustration, then we're going to do an exercise together. You know, there's a moment um, when you're putting a car into gear where you go and then when you shift, there's a small pause and then you can get to the next gear. The early church saw prayer as the solution, and the, and, the, and the Bible said you should pray without ceasing, and they felt prayer as a way you could get help, but it felt real legalistic to, you know, just pray without ceasing. How do you talk to people if you pray without ceasing? So they wanted to come up with something, so they came up with breathing. Let's breathe. And so what they told people is, it's like when you breathe in, consider yourself enjoying the presence of God. And then there's that moment, if you don't exhale really quick, where there's a pause between your exhale and your inhale, where you're just living in it. And then you exhale your stress, and you exhale your anxiety, and you exhale your problems. You breathe in the presence of God, hold it and enjoy it, exhale your problems. Or take a scripture like, be still and know that I am God. So you just say, be still. Know, just know he's good. Know he's got all the answers. And give it to God. Be still. And know, hold it. I am God. Give him all your problems. Close your eyes right now. You are going through way too much stress and anxiety, you cannot carry your work stress, your relational stress, your family stress. It's too many stressors. You got too many. But the helper is here. He wants to just get you to calm down and breathe and be sober about it. I know your bills are talking to you, but he's giving you how to talk back to the bills. Breathe in the presence of God. Take a deep breath right now. Hold it. Enjoy it. Exhale your problems to God. Breathe in the presence of God, the solution to everything you're going through. Hold it. Believe he can do it. Exhale your problems to God. Take a breath in. Hold it. Rid of your problems to God. Enjoy the presence of God. <sighs> Exhale your problems. Look up at me. You feel that peace? See, that next verse says you need peace. Verse, verse 20 uh, says, peace I leave you. That's the next thing he says. Peace, my peace I give you, not as the world gives, give, I give you. 
Let not your heart be troubled. Don't be troubled. Don't be going. Neither be afraid. Don't have trouble or fear. I give you peace. If peace has been given, then the only way you don't have it is that you actually give it away. No one can take your peace. It's been divinely imparted to you. What is he really trying to say? He's saying, I've given you, that word peace actually means prosperity. That, mean, that word peace is talking about the totality of his Christology. In other words, of salvation, in everything he's provided, deliverance, freedom, you know, health, wholeness. Everything that he's provided, remember being the great I am, you've got in this word peace. He gives you the peace that you need. When your mind is stated, remember when when Peter saw him walking on the water and he said, hey, if it's you, bid me to come. And he said, come. And Peter was walking on the water until he looked away from Jesus and he started looking at the wind and the waves and then he started sinking. Peace comes when you take his help constantly. Remember when Jesus said, let us go to the other side and he went to the other side and he was sleeping down in the boat. And and the Bible says a storm or or torrent came on the water and started shaking the boat and they thought they were going to die. The boat was taking in water and it was beginning to actually sink. And they came to Jesus and they woke him up and said, Jesus, Jesus, don't you care that we are drowning and dying? Jesus got up, walked out there while the boat was rocking, rebuked them first. He said, y'all don't have no faith. Then he rebuked the wind. Hey, y'all, calm down. And he said these words, peace in me be. When he said peace be still, he said peace that is me be. I am the way, the truth, and the life. When you have no direction, you just say the way. Be the life, be the light, be the joy, be. He's got everything you need that pertains to life and godliness. Don't live in anxiety. Believe help is on the way because he knows you need peace. Finally, If I was to end the verses, verse 28, you have heard me say, I'm going away and I will come. And if you love me, you would have rejoiced because I'm going away to the Father. He's, he starts helping them understand that I'm telling you the answers and you're not getting it. You're missing how great a salvation is in front of you. You don't fully get it. You don't, you're, 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 the Bible says, he says, um, God did not give you this fear, spirit of fear, but a love, power, uh, and a sound mind. And then it also says, um, uh, he that fears is not made perfect in love because fear hath torment. He says, something about, you don't understand I love you, so you can't love me. You, you, you're missing something. Because when you get this, you rejoice. Why would you rejoice, church? Because nothing shall by any means hurt you. The thing you fear most can't defeat you. If it cannot defeat your God, it cannot defeat you. 
It's a lying spirit telling you it can take. You can't leave this planet, Job, until God says. It doesn't matter what touches you. It doesn't matter if they tell you they're taking the house, the car, and everything. You can say you can have it because God can give me back like he gave Job double for everything you take. How can you ever be a loser when God is such a winner? I had to overcome my fear of flying. And I should start saying stuff like this now. Maybe it was supposed to go down, but I got on it. Ain't going down now. I stopped fearing because fear means that my God can't handle it. I want to leave you with some verses to encourage you. You can stand to your feet as I say them. This is how you rejoice and see God. Psalm 34, 4 says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Not some of your fears, all your fears. Philippians 4 and 6 says, do not be anxious about anything, anything. Don't be anxious, stirred up, frustrated, mentally tormented, torn back and forth about anything, but, by, but in everything by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to the Lord. I just thank him. The Bible says, cast your cares and anxieties on him for he cares for you. Finally, sometimes you need to know how to speak to yourself. Why are you downcast, oh my soul? Why are you so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior, my God. You may not know what to do today because you heard a word, but you don't know its full application. Let me give you the full application. If you've been broken down by stress, and fear, and anxiety, and worry, and it has robbed you of your health, it has robbed you of your mental life, it's robbed you of your sleep, I don't want you to worry. The healer is here and he wants to heal you. He says in Matthew 11, it's the last scripture I'll speak over you. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. I'm going to pray for you, and if while I'm praying, you feel like you just need some special prayer or you just need to move out and just as a sign of faith to get something off of you and you want to come kneel in the front or anything, you can, but just bow your heads really quick. And, you, and if you need to come for any ministry, you can come. Come unto me, come unto me, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, take my yoke upon you, hear me and be blessed, hear me and be blessed, I am meek and low. 
and trust my mind Jesus said come my yoke is easy and my burden light. a few more of you need to feel the release of God Blessed. Hear me and be blessed. 